I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with our Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 $14 million are up for grabs. Get all, de- get all the details at circusports.com. Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talent Jenkins. Joined with our host, we are Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's, it's been uh, been too long here. Happy uh, Canada Blade of Canada. Happy Blade of Fourth of July. Obviously, been a bit of a bit of a long time here, but you know, you deserve that here at the beginning of the off season. You know, happy summer too, because when, when July hits, that's really when. Summer begins for most people, so uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good time for me over the past week. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. I certainly did. I am paying for it now, though. I am absolutely exhausted, having not slept. Uh, I don't know more than five hours in the past uh, week. Not not altogether, but four five hours a night. Uh, you know, I'm just been uh, eating uh, cheap cheap barbecue, drinking cheap beer in the states Hell there yeah. for some, but another country being near. So that was great. Got to spend the time at the family cabin by the lake there in Washington State. Um, saw a, a three massive bucks, like with the, the, the big antlers. Beautiful, beautiful beast. Deer of the desert uh, joined me at like one o'clock in the morning as I was sitting, drinking, smoking on the deck. And then the deck, and then they, uh, yeah, they just came down there <laughs> sipping water at the lake and then just kept moseying on. I, I did not expect that. I never saw a deer there in the whole time. I've been going down there, so yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. Um, actually, there were a lot of bucks. I saw a lot of bucks on the way up there too. So, it's gonna be a good hunting season. Did Did, did you see any ducks? Uh, no, no ducks. Some Canadian oh. geese. Oh, those guys just, are fuckers, yo. Just fucks, Fuck not ducks. Yeah, that's all right. That's a good time though. Yo, it sounds like a nice, nice, peaceful, relaxing time over there in the deserts of Washington. Nothing wrong with that, Julie. Sounds like a good old time, buddy. Um, for myself, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm, I'm I'm crippled now. I fucked up my hand at work, so that sucks. But regardless, here we are. And you know, Ryan was saying, oh, we haven't done a show. It's good for you know, it's good for the listeners to chill for a little bit. Well, fuck that. It's good for us because I've been tired as shit lately. So sometimes we all just need to regroup a little bit. That's what I meant for us. Yeah, I don't care about anybody else. Yeah, fuck the listeners. Good for us. Yeah, Yeah, recharge recharge the batteries a little bit, right? So anybody listening to this, you know, all of our friends and pals, you can go fuck yourself. Sometimes we gotta chill. Uh, (laughs) All right, here we go. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, no, is there not? Is it that? Is that? Yeah, I guess it's not really that much going on. <laughs> the I don't know. It's desert though. of sports. Yeah, but I'm gonna say it no matter what. Even if there's not, I'm gonna <laughs> say it. There's tons of stuff going on, even though there's not. But uh, yeah, what do we have? On, like? on, on, on a Talon shirt, there. It's gonna be Talon's face with uh, tons going on in the world of sports. Even though there's not underneath. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, well, tennis. There's a big tennis thing going on. Jolie, what's Hell up? Yeah, with tennis? Oh yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, Wimbledon is ongoing. It's been a slow start because of all the rain there in England, even in the middle of fucking July. So uh, we're barely getting through the second round here at this point. Uh, yeah, slow going there, but um, pretty chalky so far. A couple of my girls went out, but the, the men are going strong. Um, yeah, yeah, let's go. Alina Rybakina, Petrova, or Kvitova, Petra Kvitova, the Czech girl. It's always hard to spell, uh, pronounce the Czech girl's names. And uh, I don't know, there's one other one I bet. Benchich at like 80 to 1. Um, those girls still going strong. And then uh, on the men's side, I'm not betting Joker for once, except just to win the quarter along with uh, Iga there. So hopefully those two get it done. And then finally, um, uh, Medvedev at like 25 to 1. And Alcaraz at like 430. So, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully those guys come through. And 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it occupies my morning, but there's, it's still a lot of a lot of empty, boring nights. But that's okay because you know, NHL season coming up, college football coming up, and we got a lot of work to do to prepare for that. Hell yeah, man. The offseason's been, it's been tricking along a little bit. But you know what? Between college football getting here, the NFL, the, the NHL in a couple of months, it's going to be here eventually sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, still other stuff going on, man. Like F1's doing its thing. It's boring as shit, but that's all good. Uh, there's a golf tournament this week. It's pretty shitty. The John Deere Classic. The field absolutely stinks. I made one bet. I made one bet for this tournament. I picked Cameron Young at plus 1,600. Put down like 35 bucks. I think it pays off like 600 or something. He's in first after the first two rounds. I think he's at 1,300. He? Uh, oh, I yeah, he is. For my boost, too. Or, or, there you or, go. Or, or him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's 1,300. He's up by two strokes. I think there's like a three-way tie for second. Uh, still lots of golf left here, but good to see Cam Young kind of popping off a little bit. That'd be a nice little win. Um, I don't know. Baseball. Ryan, what's up? Anything going on in the world of baseball? Uh, yeah, we got the All-Star break coming up. we got the Home Run Derby. Uh, I like Adolis Garcia at a plus 650 here at DraftKings. I think a longer shot should win it. He, he, he got a lot of raw power there, but uh, that's my take for now. But you got to check my Twitter. Check the Discord for a... For update, check out my uh, baseball money is fake as well. We'll, We're gonna planning on doing a a home run derby draft of the winners. So you you guys just you guys just love that raw power, right? That's what gets you going. I I love love the raw power. It's gotta be raw though. Right on. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, so there is stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out. Read the articles, man. People are still pumping out articles uh, like Ryan talked about with the Home Run Derby. So there is stuff going on, especially the world of baseball. I think you can bet the shit out of that. Uh, be sure to listen to the other shows as well. Listen to Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys are absolutely killing it. And, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always popping off, baby. Tons of stuff going on. Uh, people are in there having conversations. We had a nice little debate the other day. Everybody's, you know, I guess there's already odds out for the first games of next year at certain in the nhl at certain books so that's fucking stupid but hey uh good to see so there, there's always conversation shout out to all of our friends and pals in the discord if you're not in the discord you're not making money if you want to get in there uh by all means you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll be sure to point you in the right direction uh as long as we don't have a fucking cap on how much shit we can see so if we got like <laughs> 600 people asking us we might be pooched uh or you can reach out to the hgp twitter account either way we'll get you in there or you can spray paint, how do I get in the Discord to onto a deer or onto a buck? And if that buck happens to just trot into, into Washington Desert at some point, and it just so happens that Joel Meyer's sitting there and he sees this deer walking past him and says, hey, how do I get in the Discord? You can fucking spray paint back onto the deer, and then it'll come back to you and it'll point you how to get into the Discord. Oh, yeah. More efficient yeah. than... Uh... Uh, your phones and shit your <laughs> or, tw- or just Twitter give it's... joel give joel meyer a buck to, to get to get some uh, barbecue and then he'll probably put you in the right direction right direction as well hell yeah uh make sure you subscribe to the podcast turn on auto downloads leave us a five-star rating and review if you're having if, if you're a loyal listener if you're listening here to the off-season episodes make sure you uh support the show make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review all right, we're gonna we're gonna start a little a little something. I think the next couple shows might be uh might be following this kind of guidelines. We obviously we haven't recorded since the NHL free agent uh free agent day kind of opened on July first here. So we're gonna do what we normally do, man. We're gonna spend you know maybe about an episode going through each division. So there'll probably be about four episodes to kind of kind of make up the whole set here. Uh, we're just gonna go through the teams, you know, talk about signings, you know, maybe touch on you know players that didn't sign. Just overall thoughts on uh thoughts on the teams. We're gonna do it from a division point of view. We're going to kick things off with the Atlantic division. So if you're not a fan of the Atlantic, then you can just fuck right off and not listen. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Make sure you stick around and listen because there's going to be some good shit. Um, all right, boys. UFA fucking free agency fucking frenzy show. We ready to rock and roll here or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just realized I did not have my notes pulled up. Give me one second. Okay, here we are. We're going to kick things off with the best team in the division, baby. We're going to talk about the UFA and free agent day. That came from the Boston Bruins. Uh, we also have noted the odds for the each team to win the Atlantic or win the division. So we're going to say that too. The Bruins are currently sitting at plus 370 to win the Atlantic next year. Uh, notable signings that the Bruins made at free agency. They were able to lock down uh, defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk to a one-year deal, uh, $1.05 million. They were all, also able to get uh, Patrick Brown, left winger, signed for two years, a $1.6 million contract. Uh, the return of Milan Lucic, left wing, signed for one year, $1.5 million. That's always awesome to see Milan going back. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, they got Morgan Geeky as a centerman, signed a two-year, $4 million contract with Boston. 
Um, he was actually bought out by Seattle, so that's kind of interesting to see that where he ended up. Uh, and they were also able to lock down left winger James Van Riemsdyk, who signed another one-year, $1 million contract with the Bruins. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts here? I think the Bruins are going to continue to be a very slow team, adding JVR. Milan Lucic there. Um, looking at at their depth chart on cap friendly, their uh, their best center right now. Anyone take take a guess at their top center? Uh, their top center is it Morgan Geeky? It's Pavel Zaka is their top line center, Ooh. and then Charlie Coyle. And then Morgan Geeky is their third third line center. So, I mean, I don't think. Bergeron has retired. I don't think he's make it, made his decision that there. I think Krejci is going to be gone though. So I think the big uh, the big miss here is though is Tyler Bertuzzi, and we'll get into him more because he did end up signing with the Leafs. But I feel like that was a, a missed opportunity, but by the Bruins there to bring back somebody there. But I think that these are you know good veteran signings for cheap. JVR is better than his one million dollar cap hit. Shattenkirk, he'll be a, a, a third pair guy play on this second power play he'll be he'll be whatever so it's the bruins though they're, they're going to be back there it's just it's just a matter of compass it's going to be up to pastor neck now to carry them i, I think they're this is this is a, a tough off season off season for them so so far definitely a tough off season with limited cap space and uh, guys getting older guys retiring but i think they managed it pretty well because given their difficulties um signing a, a few cheap deals you mentioned them already uh, Morgan Geekia, I like that one quite a bit at only two mil, uh, and I, I think that the lack of center signings. Um, I mean, they're not they're not lining up Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle as their one and two centers. So that that tells me that Bergeron is coming back. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, they would have done something differently here, and uh, that uh, tells me they didn't go as hard after Bertuzzi for that reason, right? Because uh, they need the, the space to sign Bergey. Um, but yeah, the uh, Bruins will be good again. I actually like their their division odds at plus 370 there because um, they're only losing. If Bergeron comes back, they're only losing Krejci. I know that that's a big loss, but uh, still, Krejci and, um, and uh, Taylor Hall. And uh, well, there's one more big guy. It was uh, nah, Nick Foligno. He was not that big. But uh, the rest of the team's coming back. So, yeah, I don't think that it's a, a huge drop-off for this team, especially both goalies return. We saw how good... Um, um, this tandem worked. I mean, they, what, what, what's that word called when the, for the, the best tandem in the oh, league? Oh, what is that called? I know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Jennings Trophy, is that what it is? The, the goalie Could pal. Be. The, the goalie pal. <laughs> yeah. The best pals for goalies. Yeah, anyway, whatever it is called, uh, these guys won it. So, uh, yeah, if they, if they the come Je- back. The Jennings Trophy, it is, yes. All right. I like the goalie yeah, pal better. They still got to sign Swayman, so maybe maybe they, they don't both come back. But, Think they um, trade Swayman? Not well, they go into arbitration, so you can always see what the arbitrator decides, and then I think you have a couple of days to see if you want to make the move or not. So, all right. So yeah, mm-hmm. Bruins be good. I like what they did. Uh, doing a lot with very little. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you know it's it's like you said they're kind of stuck against the cap. A uh, bit of it too was hey, what the hell is going to go on with like like Sakrachi and Bergeron? You know that that wasn't really set in stone. Uh, I'm kind of leaning with you, Jolie. When you when you look at the center depth that they currently have, it makes you believe that Patrice is going to be coming back. If not, they might be in a little bit of trouble or have to kind of trade their way out of that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like these are fine. These are serviceable players. Like you know, they didn't break the bank on anyone like you, you touched on it too like morgan geek he had two million dollars for two years you know that's there's nothing wrong with that at all and then you know even kevin satinkirk one million jvr one million you know is are the are these barn burner players no but are they serviceable hell yeah and you're not breaking the bank with them so there, there's nothing wrong with having these guys as depth players a little bit older but you know the funny thing about boston is i think just playing in the garden in front of those fucking batshit crazy fans it, it revitalizes you a little bit right so it gets the blood flowing so it'll be cool to see how those guys all work out um, the Bruins at plus 370 to win the division. Any interest there or no? I Joel, there Joel said he likes it. I, I do co-sign it. I like it at plus 370. They're not the favorites, but um, th- th- I think they should be because they're good. Bergeron's going to come back. I could see them, you know, either going with Swayman as a tandem or trading them for, you know, a center. Maybe they make a move to the deadline too. I, I think the Bruins have what it takes to win, win the Cubs so, and, and, and win the division. So, yeah, uh, you have to go plus 370. Just remember, we were all shitting on them this time last year, right? And they pretty much hey. shoved it up everybody's hoops. So well, hey. maybe not everybody, but yeah, don't don't include me with those fools. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to move it down here to the Ottawa Senators next. Uh, Sens had a pretty uh, pretty active kind of day on the, on the free agency, a pretty active couple of days here. They made a couple of decent signings. They got a goalie that none of us were talking about going to Ottawa, but sure enough, he did. Uh, we'll start there. The Sens were able to ink Jonas Corpusello to a, I think it's a five-year, $4 million contract per year. So a $20 million contract, $4 million AAV. Uh, for Jonas Corpusello, obviously he was traded at the deadline to LA last year from Columbus. Uh, other notable additions were, they had a lot of depth guys i'm not going to go through all that they were able to bring home travis hamannick on a uh, two-year 1.1 million dollar aav they also just recently signed zach McEwen, centerman for a three-year uh, contract worth uh, 2.325 million so that's about a couple hundred thousand dollars or so a season uh for more center depth here um i don't know i think the biggest thing and this is what we were talking about earlier with the sends a couple shows ago is what they were even in the discord what the hell are they going to do in net and you know Jonas Corpuscello, he's one of those guys you look at his numbers and it's like hey hot and cold it looks like hot and cold you know one year he'll have good numbers next year not so good but keep in mind where this guy's been playing as of late uh, obviously columbus has been a shit show for a while there but then when you watch this guy play it's like you could you've seen him make some fucking good saves and win some games you looked at how he played in la last year i date back to that that tampa series he had in the bubble when he had that triple overtime or quadruple overtime game when he had like 72 saves or something stupid like that against Tampa. When it comes down to it, when this guy's hot, look the fuck out. He can be an absolute stud. The problem is how do you, how do you get him to be consistently hot for, you know, either a full 82 game season or for, uh, for multiple years on end. I don't hate the signing. Um, it's just, it, is it a guarantee st- showstopper? I don't really know, but it's a gamble, but Hey, it's not the worst guy you could have got on the market. Yeah, that was a bit of, bit of a surprise to see Corpus Salo go there, especially after the Kings gave up, you know, a decent amount for them in at the, at the deadline. But I think he's going to be a, a good tandem there with Ant- Anton Forsberg, who was decent last year before he got hurt. So that's going to be a, a good tandem there. Uh, Forsberg only gets paid 2.75, so less than seven million for for you know hopefully solid goaltending throughout the year. Um, the big question though with them is still with the Brinkat. Do, do they sign him? Do they bring him back? Do they give him a bridge deal? Do they end up trading him and bringing in someone else? Like that still is what the senators have to have to do this off season. Uh, he wants out to. though, doesn't he? I think so, but I don't know if anyone wants to pay what they're looking for, yeah. which is probably should be close to what they gave up for him. Also, uh, Zach McEwen, Flyers legend there. I think that's a, that's a better contract than the uh, Ryan Reeves one in, in Toronto. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that in terms of um, uh, McEwen there. Uh, yeah, but the summer of Pierre is going a lot. Uh, it's not the summer of Pierre anymore. This is, a, I don't know, <laughs> the winter of Pierre. Not, it's not very hot. Nothing's going on. Um, Corpusalo is uh, is a, uh, overpaid here, but uh, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than the what do is this doing? We'll get to him in another episode. But uh, Corpusalo at four million for what is it, five years? It, it's it's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, he's a decent goalie. Um, Sens are yeah, they're still ruining the day. They they lost uh, Gustafsson and had to give uh, this this guy so much. But we'll see. Uh, he, he like Talon said, he does get hot. Whatever he didn't do too well in the playoffs, but. He was okay coming over to the Kings, and uh, towards the end of his Blue Jackets tenure, he was all right, which got him that uh, trade and got him this money. So that, that's the big question here. Well, the big question is um, Debrinkett, as Ryan touched on already. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll see what's going forward. I mean, the, the big Jacob Chicken is really the, the best acquisition of the uh, of the year. We can say it's thrown in with, with this bunch because he's going to utterly transform that defense, which which looks so much better now with him there, Incl- including uh, Travis Hamannick too. I think that's a good veteran player there. Blocks a lot of shots. Um, tough guy. Yeah, that, that's a good deal. They're only 1.1 for your third pair. That D is going to be scary, man. They got some young guys too that should be coming up in the next two or three years too. Some high picks from previous drafts, so it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see where the Sens are maybe in uh, two or three years down the line. I don't necessarily love them at plus one thousand or plus eleven hundred. You know, this year to win the division, some people might say there's value. You guys know how I feel about that, but uh, hey, if you if you like the Sens, you know, go for it. But I don't I don't think they're going to win the division, bro. If yeah. you like the Sens, go forty to one for the cup. Tyler but, that, but that could still get longer. 
Tyler Clevin is, is uh, one of those guys. Talent speaking of, he's going to be a stud. A lefty out of uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, another crazy. lefty with a. I guess Chickren play, plays the right side, but Shabbat mm-hmm. Sanderson and Chickren are all, all left-handed. So, yeah, well, it's not a bad problem to have. Too many good guys in one position. That's okay. All right, we'll keep it moving here. We're going to head down to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they had a pretty interesting July 1st, man. I think Steve Eiserman just said, fuck it, we're bringing people in. I'm sick of having all these fucking kids on my team. Uh, anyways, uh, major acquisitions that the Wings had at the tra- or at a free agency, they were able to bring in goaltender James Reimer to a one-year, $1.5 million contract. They also brought in defenseman Justin Hull for a, a three-year deal worth about $3.4 million, as well as a 10-team no-trade clause. Uh, they brought in uh, Daniel Sprong for a one-year right winger, one-year, two million dollar contract. Um, they also brought in for notable signings Alex Lyon as a goaltender as well for a two-year. Uh, I think it's about a eight hundred or sorry a nine hundred thousand dollar contract or so per year. Uh, also brought in JT Confer as a big signing, a five-year deal for about five point one million dollars uh, per year AAV to help solidify the center position there. They brought in Shane Gothisberg on the back end on the blue line for a Love one-year four point one two five million dollar contract. Uh, Christian Fisher in the center for one year one point one two five million, and uh, that pretty much is it for notable signings. It's like, it's like I don't know, like what's like a it's like you have like an oatmeal and you have a lot of oatmeal like yeah it's fine but do you really want it all you know like it's sure it'll it'll fill you up but is it really is it really what you want i don't know it's just mid if you ask me it's just a mid a bunch of mid signings yeah it's just a a lot of that it reminds me as a flyers fan of just ron hextall jumping the gun and just going for as you said mid free agents that shouldn't be signed to these contracts Comfort is not worth 5.1 million, especially not for five years, for a shorter shorter term or 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 less. And for a contender, you know, you could see that a team paying maybe like the Bruins. If the Bruins paid up a bit for him to get him for a year or two to be a, like a solid second line, third line guy, you could see that. But the Red Wings aren't winning that this division. The Red Wings are not going to make noise in the playoffs, even if, if they somehow make the playoffs with, with this roster. I think it's uh, Steve Eiserman. I don't know if someone has some blackmail on him, but he he looked great with Tampa Bay. Maybe he's doesn't want to, but he's, it was a, he was a legend for the Red Wings too. So, but yeah, it, it's just, uh, it's trying to advance the rebuild way too fast with the wrong players, with the wrong contracts that are going to set him back once he's fired. Yeah, I said the same thing about them last year when they did that, and I think that those were better players when he went on his free agent uh, signing spree. So yeah, the eyes are playing. It's going off the rails. You'd love to see it. Um, yeah, you guys covered it pretty much. I'll touch on Confer. Uh, great uh, two-way player, I guess. Uh, great penalty killer, um, but just not worth the money he's given there. Uh, he's not uh, a second-line center. He, he had a great year, to be honest with you, better than I expected in Colorado with the um, uh, stepping into the the second C role, but uh, it's it's still it's it's not 5.1 even with the um, allegedly advancing cap. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, just too much there. And um, two of the signings I did like, so we're not totally negative. Clint Cost and two mil for two years is pretty good. He's a big tough guy. Um, played with the Oilers of course last year. And Daniel Sprong, uh, analytics love him. Two mil for one year. That's a good deal. Uh, um, probably could have got longer. I don't know. I think that he deserves more than that, to be honest. So that's that's probably the best value deal and um, that uh, Eisman accomplished here. Yeah, and you know they were talking about it on thirty. It was a thirty-two thoughts oh. podcast or whatever. I think I brought it up. Or what Justin you Hall, though, we got a shit on Justin. Oh Hall. my oh. god, dude! Like fucking <laughs> three years, three point four million dollars. If you're if you're a Red Wings fan, ten you don't team know no what, trade clause too. Tyler. Ten team just, no just... trade clause, of course. <laughs> be sure to add that in. Um, if you're a Wings fan, like, okay, he's a serviceable player. He he should be on your third line D pairing. And the problem is, should he be paying a third line defenseman? You know, three point three million dollars with the uh, with the three years, three point four whatever it is, and a ten team no booth clause. He probably shouldn't, bro. But if, if you want to, you know, class half full kind of guy, he will kill penalties for you. So he is serviceable on the PK um he's a guy bro he's a guy and he probably should be making more than fucking half of what he's making right now but hey who knows anything can happen the problem is he's 30 years old as well so it's not like he got some young buck here uh i think he was originally chicago blackhawks draft pick he was a 
a second round pick. So there was some potential there. Uh, he was kind of a reclamation project for Cal Dubas. He had brought him to the Leafs with the Marlies when he was in charge of them, brought him up to the Leafs. You know, he played his first game. I think he scored in his first game or something stupid like that. It was a cool story. But uh, for a while there, he, for about half a season, he was a fucking stud. You know, that's how it works in Leafs Nation. We love you. And then everybody just shits on him. But uh, you're, you're going to see him make mistakes. He's a big guy, but he's he's big for the sake of being big. He, he doesn't really play like it. You're not going to see this guy step up and absolutely crush anybody. Um, and, and defensively, there are some warts. And offensively, it's, it's pretty much fucking nothing either. So I don't know. I don't want to shit on the guy too much. And I'm sorry, Red Wings fans, if you like the guy or you want to like him. But, you know, maybe, maybe he'll be a fucking stud for you. Who knows? But... That's just my overall analysis of watching him for the past couple of years. Is JT Confer the worst contract of the offseason so far? No, he's not that bad. No, he's a Is he not player. that bad? So Evolving before, Hawks, before actually, last year when he got when he when he kind of undeservedly got second second line minutes, got some power play time, he went up from thirty three points to fifty two points, like and. That's he's been like a 30 point player in his career. I, I, well, maybe I he just know. needs a chance, right? And he's probably going to be playing, you know, top six with the yeah, wings. Right? So maybe sometimes, you just, maybe sometimes you just need that opportunity, right? You're right. A five mil, he shouldn't be on the third line, but so he's a serviceable player. I think, you know, he's uh, he's all right. And they got some young stud, they got some young talents up there in Detroit. You know, they, they don't really play too much defense, but I, I think he'll be okay. Five years maybe. will take him to what, 33? So yeah. it's not like he's going to be at advanced age when this contract uh, is towards the end of it. Um, so yeah, it, it's not that bad. It's, I would say it's bad, but it's not close to being one of the worst. I mean, fucking Alex Kalorn got like six point something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Corey Perry got four million. <laughs> one year. Though. That, that's because Chicago has to hit the cap floor. Yeah, yeah, that I, know, I, know, I know. But you're Who's right. That Kalorn deal. I forget who it was. The Ducks. Ducks. It wasn't Anaheim, yeah. The Ducks. Oh, yeah, yes. that's, that's a tough look. That is. It. <laughs> is he like 34 years old right now or something like that? Something like that. 32, he's, 33. Yeah, he's yeah. just a complete product of, of, of that team down there at Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough go. It's just giving away millions there, and uh, Circus Sports is also giving away millions this NFL season with their Circus Millions and Circus Survivor challenges. Uh, there's 14, 14 million dollars in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. The Circa Millions contest, there's five NFL picks against the spread each week. Circa Survivor is just picking a different different winner each week, you know? P- survive in advance. Uh, you, you know how it goes there. You have to enter in Las Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. Uh, Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there the last weekend in August. We're going to hang out with the guys. So go to CircaSports.com for all the details. Uh, CircaSports.com. I would say uh, about Justin Hall. Like, There's a worse contract signed on, on the same team. Justin Hall's contract is worse than JT Comfort's, in my opinion. I agree, too. I agree, too. One <laughs> thing I wanted to talk about Detroit, though, I just wanted to bring up what I was going to say. Uh, 32 Thoughts, they were they brought it up, and we were talking about it a little bit in the Discord. I get where Eisenman's like, hey, we got to get a little bit of competition in camps. We can't have all these young kids just instantly making the team. We got to have them compete. You know, there has to be a depth chart. They have to, they have to earn their spot if they are going to jump up and make it. You know, there are these players that he brought in for the amount that he brought in the best things for that maybe not but i understand sense. some of the signings not the, oh, best. not the best we have to mention too uh philip sedina they they, they terminated his yes. contract he was a six overall pick picked yes. right before quinn hughes uh so yeah definitely ruining that he, he was he was okay uh it was a, more of a power play specialist for a bit there but obviously as uh as um not um not uh proven to be worth the that high selection he was supposed to be a stud isn't he only like 24 years old too like he was supposed to be a killer coming out of the draft yep. right future future flyer hopefully give him a, <laughs> yeah. a one-year one contract trade him at the deadline maybe you need to change the pace man you know it's, uh, sometimes that, that works out well for you who knows all right we'll keep it moving oh yeah detroit to win the division at plus 1600 i'll think i'll speak for all of us when we say not a fucking chance nope all right, uh, we'll keep it moving here uh, to a team that might have a chance. We're going to move down to the Toronto Maple Leafs, baby. Uh, not a crazy active deadline, especially not on day one on July 1st, uh, but uh, or free agent frenzy, rather. But on uh, July 2nd, they made some hits. Uh, either way, they were able to bring in with notable signings. Ryan Reeves around the right wing for a three-year contract at about $1.3 million AAV. Uh, they also brought in defenseman John Klingberg for a one-year $4.15 million deal. 
Uh, and then they signed Tyler Bertuzzi to a one-year $5.5 million contract on the left wing, as well as Max Domi again on the left wing, but did play center with Dallas last year, I believe. So we can kind of flip floor back and forth. Uh, he signed a one-year $3 million contract with the Leafs. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts with Tirana? The Ryan Reeves contract is just absolutely awful. Uh, I said it in the Discord. You defended it. Uh, I wonder if you're still going to defend it now because that's just – it's – sure, I get it. You want someone like Ryan Reeves, but you're paying him too much to just not play and just be a guy in the room. That, that's every, – every dollar counts in, in, the ca- in the salary cap era, unfortunately, especially when you have Austin Matthews coming off free agency, Nylander. I mean, these guys want – a lot of money, uh, but the Bertuzzi signing is, is fantastic. I think that's something that, that the Leafs needed. I think that's a great fit there. Domi as well. Obviously, I think we talked about that before. Uh, we speculated about that, if, if, if it could possibly be a thing. But so yeah, overall, I, I think it's a, a decent job by the Leafs. It's just the Ryan Reeves being like one of their first moves kind of set it set it set it off to a to a weird start. Are you aware that they can bury most of that money? Like, yeah, so uh, you can bury you can bury one point two million, and so it would be a uh, hundred thousand against the cap. Yeah, so it's it's I, easy I to mean, get out of it. That that that's fine. I just think it's it's not necessary to sign Ryan Reeves. Well, it's a, it'll depend on uh, qualitative stuff. Like, what's he going to do off the ice? Because um, yeah, he's not a contributor on the ice really anymore at his advanced age but uh yeah if, I, I heard that he was like um talking about planning parties or something and yeah, the boys going off, off the ice so. is he just going to be like, is he being paid to be just like the wingman for, for Hell the guys yeah, bro. yeah like the vibe coordinator he's the coke dealer can we just can we just cut that last rant i had off of this if he's being like like, like the wingman go ahead give him whatever he wants <laughs> sure yeah so i don't mind that so much but uh um John Klingberg, I think, is uh, terrible on, on both parts. I hate I mean, that deal. Fuck, man. Yeah. Klingberg <laughs> had like uh, seven mil lined up, multi-year contract last year. He decided to gamble on himself, went to the Ducks and absolutely stunk. And now he's stuck with this this <laughs> shitty deal, which is still too much, considering how bad he is these days. Um, yeah, he's, he's basically just, uh, I don't know, like a much better version of Eric Gustafson that you had last he's, year. He's just like Giordano. He's like this old guy just hanging around. Nothing Wait. like Giordano. Yeah, well, he's not even that old. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. I was about. And to he's an offensive player with zero third. defense, right? He's got yeah. zero. What are you talking about? Right? He's an offensive player, right? Like, he's just gonna walk that. the blue line on the second power play, maybe even the first. No, he's, he's not. He's you know good. who he is? You know exactly what he is? And I'm sorry to interrupt you. He's fucking Tyson Berry 2.0 for this team. Oh yeah. When, oh. Least, when the Leafs brought in Tyson Berry, they're like, hey, another offensive defenseman. Well, guess what? Once Berry found out he's not playing power top power play minutes because you're not taking Morgan Riley off that, you just gave him an eight million dollar fucking seven year or era seven year eight million dollar fucking extension or whatever it was. You're not taking Riley off that. And then when Berry wasn't on PP one, he just fucking became nothing. So this is the same thing. Like the only thing John Klimberg remotely brings is a history of some offensive success, but he's not going to fucking do it. Like he's not going to be on PP one. He's, he's not like if you're giving PP two, they never fucking play. And you just have a $4 million fucking second defenseman that can't play defense. So what's the point? I think the logic behind it was, um, you know, the, the Panthers did their four checking thing and really exposed the Leafs who handled the, they handled pucks like grenades coming out of the back end. And mm-hmm. uh, they are thinking Klingberg can, I would prove movie. that. Like that's why they got rid of Joseph, Joseph, uh, not Joseph Wall, Justin Hall, Justin Hall, because um, Klingberg uh, presumably can can be better at bringing the puck up the ice, passing the puck. But I don't know if he's that much better at it. Um, yeah. Though, otherwise, the Leafs love the Bertuzzi contract. Of course, too bad it's only one year, but um, this is a crucial year considering what might happen with Nylander next year or even this year. Who knows what's going on there? Um, Austin Matthews, I think, is, is pretty solidly returning. And uh, Mac, Max Dolby, great signing there, too, coming to a uh, place where he's, his dad became a legend. Um, David Camp, I mean, I love this guy, but 2.4 is a little bit too much to be paying to be paying him. Uh, but that's whatever. You, you can, uh, yeah, 2.4, whatever. Uh, he, he'll, he'll give you contributions uh, defensively, a little bit of um, sandpaper, I guess. Just won't put the puck in the back of the net. But uh, yeah, altogether, I'd say it's a B plus for the Leafs. 
I think I think they saved themselves a little bit on day two. That's for sure. After that first day, it was looking a little bit uh, a little bit grim. Uh, we touched on Ryan Reeves a little bit. We, Ryan and I went off about this already in the Discord. We don't got to go too crazy into it. I think it is worth noting though that like a lot of things coming out about this team, man. It's just that the 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 dressing room is just a fucking like it's just a black hole. It's just a dead zone. It's quiet. So there, there's some value in having a guy like this, man. There was a story that came out in the playoffs when they beat out Tampa, and it didn't really get as much traction as we could, and a lot of people saw it as a positive thing, but really I think it was more of a negative now looking back on it. They beat out Tampa, and it came out saying, oh, yeah, we went for our first like full-team dinner all year. It's like that should be shit that you're doing more on the road. You got to do more shit as a team. And you know, like maybe maybe that's been the problem with the, with the Leafs dressing room is that it's been, I don't want to say clicky, but it just hasn't been like – a good like a positive atmosphere it hasn't been like everybody just having a good time and shit like that which does help bro because that's how you form bonds and that's how you want to give a shit on the ice so uh you know obviously yeah ryan reeves i said it too before we signed it if it's anything more than two years i absolutely hate it if it's anything more than 1.2 i hate it well the the money you know the extra hundred thousand dollars that doesn't break my balls the third year i definitely don't love I think there's value in having him too, man, you know. And from from an on-ice point of view, I know we talked about it. He won't play a lot. Maybe he won't play every game either. But when this guy is on, you're going to be on your toes a little bit about what you do because you're going to have to answer for it. Um, the John Klimberg signing, I, I touched on a little bit there when I when I rudely interrupted Joel. I think this is a fucking terrible deal. Uh, you brought up a good point, though. I understand, you know, puck-moving defensemen, that is something that the Leafs struggled with on their back end a bit, so that's a good point, too. But a $4.15 million, man, you couldn't have found fucking anybody else or at least get him for, like, three or something. Now, one-year deal, I understand that obviously it's not set in stone, but, hey, it just limits you. If you did want to make an acquisition at the deadline, that's money you don't have. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, obviously he's a great player serviceable player one year 5.5 million dollars that's awesome obviously you would love to have a bit more term with the guy um but you know what this is kind of a perfect fit for both sides he can play in your top six if this guy plays with like matthews and marner look out for him to put some fucking numbers and then he can re-up again and just a list i found if you look at guys like the leafs the leafs are just build-up teams you play like a short term on the leafs and you get fucking paid man michael bunting went from 950k to 4.5 mil zach hyman 2.2 to 5.5 mil jack campbell 1.6 to 5 mil Ilya mikhaev 1.6 to 4.7 mil hall 2 mil to 3.4 Ilya fucking labushkin 1.3 to 2.7 mil luke shen 850 to 2.75 mil so you play with the leafs people notice you you can chirp us all you want say we suck say we take all the fucking coverage well guess what we're the fucking hot hockey mecca of the world and if you play well with the Leafs you're gonna get fucking paid somewhere else so good for Bertuzzi he'll go in hopefully he has a hell of a year and helps the team have success and he'll fucking cash a ticket later down the line uh and then the Max Domi I would love to have Bertuzzi sign long term though just gonna say that I think a lot of people would uh and then Max Domi man this is a guy that we talked about on our on our uh pay or stay away segment this is a guy that needs a home and, uh, you know, it'd be awesome for him to find a home and solidify himself with the Leafs. Uh, one year, $3 million contract isn't breaking the bank. If they, if he has a good season, you can find some money to re-sign him long-term. That'd be awesome. But uh, if it doesn't, maybe it'd be the same thing as ever Pertuzzi. Maybe he just stands out and he ends up cashing a big ticket somewhere else. But, you know, if he's going to do that, then chances are he had a good year with the Leafs. And that means the Leafs had a good year in general. So, hell yeah. I think Pertuzzi could be the best signing so far. Because he could be what... Michael Bunting could be at, at like his peak potential. He can he hasn't gotten like power play time with Detroit. He hasn't been mm-hmm. great in the power play. But he if he had thirty goals in sixty eight games, uh, what's that? Two seasons ago, I think he can do that. Do that again with the Leafs. Hell yeah! Uh, Leafs plus two ninety for the division. Any interest? I don't yeah. hate it. I just know Joel's going to say you can probably get it better in season. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Yeah, it's just you got to pick one or the other, really. Bruins, Leafs. It's hard to play both, considering um, uh, you know, Sens, Sabers should be better. Tampa, Florida are still dangerous. So yeah, you got to pick one or the other, and I'd I'd go with the Bruins over the Leafs at a better price too. Uh, all right, moving down here, we're gonna hit up the uh, Buffalo Sabers. They were a little quiet come uh come the free agent frenzy this year. Notable signings: they did bring in defenseman Eric Johnson for a one-year, uh, 3.25 million dollar contract. They signed defenseman Connor Clifton to a uh, what is a three-year, 3.33 million dollar contract. A little bit of term there. That's kind of interesting. They brought in a uh, goaltender, Dustin Tokarski, one year, uh, $775,000. Uh, that fucker lost Team Canada gold, so go fuck the guy in the World Juniors like 10 years ago. Uh, and that's pretty much it for notable signings. A couple other death guys. Uh, 
not so much really to say here about the Sabers. I, I I don't know, boys. They got a, they got a lot of players internally that are coming up into themselves, and uh, they still have a lot of guys. You know, Alex Tuck with the whole Jack Eichel kind of trade that was a uh, that was pretty sick too, right? So, what are your thoughts on the Sabers, boys? Yeah, the Sabers just did nothing, kind of, which uh, mm-hmm. very very quiet. Maybe they're just relying on those internal guys to kind of take a take a step forward because they they were great last year. Uh, no one expected that. I kind of did expect them to go out and sign somebody. I think they're they might be one of the teams in Ontario which could be a good addition to, to their top six or somebody like that. They still have 6.7 million in cap space. I don't think they have any RFAs, so they could could still do something. Could make a trade. I, I think they do still need one more piece to to threaten for doing anything in the playoffs. They're probably broke. I mean, there's hardly anybody going to these fucking games, so uh, <laughs> we can't afford to spend that seven million cap. Um, no, seriously, buy. you guys. What? I was going to say, buy a Bills ticket, get 10 free Sabres tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys you guys hit it. Um, just building internally so far, that's that's all we can tell. I, I'm not exactly in tune with the rumors in uh, Buffalo, what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this team is looking really solid, especially the youngest get older, more uh, mature. And, and, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, their whole team is very young. What do they got? Kyler Pozo is like 35. But yeah. other than that, and Jeff Skinner is, is obviously that albatross of a contract. That's probably why they don't have any money. And they're still paying he had this a good year last though. year, though. Was it? It was okay. He, he, he had a good year. It wasn't $9 million. I mean, it no, was like $7 right. million good, maybe, but not, not $9 million. But compared yeah. to how shitty he was the previous years, it's still hard to justify. You're right. Yeah, or they they signed Eric Johnson. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, that's that's a good veteran signing there. He, he did. He did. By the way, just, just just for the record, he did. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Well, I wasn't <laughs> listening. Now you know how it feels. Um, it hurts. Honestly, it yeah. hurts a little bit. EJ, I, love I this guy. Uh, Stanley Cup winner, of course. Um, yeah, obviously couldn't sign at Colorado for this price, so he comes in and makes a bit more money here. Uh, he was supposed to retire but the year before they won the cup, and uh, thankfully he didn't. And uh, yeah, he, he's get he gets rewarded for with with uh, another little contract. So good for him. Love this defense. Rasmus Dahlin, Matias Samuelson, um, EJ, Ilya Labushkin, uh, Riley Stillman coming up. Owen Power, of course. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. This defense is stacked, which is good because uh, they weren't good defensively last year. So hopefully they work on the defensive side because offensively they're they're they're, they're rolling, and uh, that, that's probably why they brought in Connor Clifton. I guess he can he can hit pretty hard, although um much much like um Justin Hall, he, he struggled bringing the puck up out of their own end. So the Panthers feasted on him in the playoffs. There, uh, yeah, goalies are a bit of a question mark still. Uh, Devon Levi coming up. Ukapakalukanen. Um, I, th- right. I think they're going with Levi. I, I, I do. Yeah. Is yeah, Anderson yeah. still signed? Uh, it's Eric Comrie. I don't know about Anderson. I saw he was on the Vezina odds, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonder who's betting that. Uh, probably his mom. Um, yeah. Eric Comrie. Uh, Devon Levi. Yeah. It'll be a. It'll be a. Uh, I don't know. Like. A, yeah, Devon Levi and where is Lucan? I'm not even seeing him on this. I think uh, they're in on Gibson too. Did they trade so Lucan? I don't think so. I'm, I'm I thought he was up, still I'm there. I'm looking no. up right now. Because uh, he's uh, better no, than Comrie. No, he, he's no? still he's still with the Sabers. Okay, yeah. he's he's just uh, missing on this page here. Anyway, yeah, it'll be uh, Levi and Lucan, I guess, and uh, they'll they'll be uh, you know they'll bring Levi in slow. He's not going to be uh, like a one A. No, not like um, Markstrom or whatever. It'll be more could like be. a one A, one B situation, like Omar and Swayman. True. Um, Sabres plus nine hundred. Anything? Yeah. No. I don't mind division? a little yeah. There. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, this team took a massive leap forward last year, and these guys are getting better. Um, yeah, the goaltending is is a concern, I guess. Uh, Lukanen was was hit and miss he was he'd go good for stretches and cold for stretches so if they get some consistent goaltending and uh better defensively this team will be right in the mix i think uh they were what one or two points out of making the playoffs last year um oh i i mean this is a little early for this but uh don granado for um jack adams is absolutely a bet i'd rather bet that than the division because they, they win the division 
he's going to be very alive to win that award. So if you could find him at 15 to one or better, I absolutely love uh, even even like 12 to one or better. Granado is, is he should be the fucking favorite, to be honest. I don't know why Montgomery is at only five to one winning it back to back years. It's not going to happen. He might as well be 500 to one. So, uh, yeah, Granado or Jack Adams would be my favorite look so far. Joel, uh, how, uh, how, no, no, Joel, how are you saying Sabres a nine to one is a good bet? Well, I just said a better bet is, that, is, is that something? You, is that something? You, okay, even Granado at fifteen to one. I don't think the Sabers at fifteen to one to win the division would, would be a good bet. What's what's that lean for the Norris? What's what's that lean for the Norris? Because he's fucking. He had a great year last year, and if that kid pops off to like, mm-hmm. he keeps moving forward. He could be a fucking killer. He's only eight to one though. That's the problem. Ooh, really? <laughs> the books are on to you. Yeah, yeah. It's Ooh. just a little too short, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he's got Owen Power too, so they they might like cancel out each other a little bit. Like they'll both get the accolades. Um, I just don't see the, the I just don't see the, like like the like the top end talent figuring it out for the whole season for the Sabers. Like I, I think they could be a good like Stanley Cup bet in season, but I don't know if I like them at nine to one to win the division. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. fuck. We can fuck get into it more. I'm getting fucking tired here. We're taking too long. Right. We'll Still do this in the yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll have when we do our pre-shows and all this other shit, we can get into that big. Uh, okay, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, this team literally did fucking oh, nothing. Skip this one. Yeah, Montreal Canadiens. Yes. Uh, they they did anybody. They, they signed Leah Anderson, center, one year, seven point seven five million dollars. Uh, a bunch of fucking death guys. I'm not gonna talk about Philip or Brady not Keeper. Million. Yeah, or what did I say? Billion. You said million. Uh, billion no i don't fucking know what i'm saying either way they suck uh they did they did nothing so the habs plus twenty thousand twenty thousand to win the fucking division anything or no no uh no you just can't <laughs> yeah they're, they're still um a few years away from being competitive they have um yeah one of the one of the best pipelines of uh potential in terms of their uh, you know the draft picks and all that uh i love david reinbacher um in particular in the last draft so yeah, this team's just it's just they're just building and they're not they're not doing uh, no no duck shit or red wing shit and just going all out for uh uh weird free agent signings and they don't um, have they know, don't have cap space. They don't have cap patient. space either. How is that oh, possible? Yeah, that's, yeah. They're still paying um carry price, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they got price ten million bones. Now that that will probably be on LTIR come start of the season, but still. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Guess, and they can put that on off-season LTR. I think you can put like six million dollars. All the guys are like overpaid by like a million or two, so that adds up. I don't yeah. know. No, I like that. Like the Suzuki deal is good. Like the fucking Caulfield deal should be good. Like they, I like some of their deals. Like Hoffman, some of and the, the yeah, core like, people. Six years. Yeah, like, six point five. Anderson five point five. Hoffman four point five. Those are four. Right. Armia three point four. Yeah, it's fine. This year's they're not doing anything this year, so um, they might as well just. Uh, I don't know. Pay the players like talent. Fair enough. Well. Fair enough. Uh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so they're a huge underdog there. And we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Uh, Best ball mania four is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on underdog and underdog is available in so many States. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, we're going to move it to a team that did have a couple signings here. Uh, we're going to move down to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, notable signings for the Lightning out of Free Agent Frenzy. They were able to bring in Connor Sherry on the left wing for a three-year, $2 million AAV. Uh, they brought in Josh Archibald on the right wing for a two-year deal worth, uh, I believe, about $800,000. Uh, they brought in centerman Luke Lendenning for a two-year $800,000 con- or AAV as well, uh, as well as goaltender Jonas Johansson for a two-year, uh, I think it was like a $7.9 million contract or some shit like that. Uh, they brought in centerman Logan Brown for one year at $750,000. And then they brought in uh, defenseman Calvin Delhan for a one-year $775,000 contract here. A bit of depth moves for the Lightning. Uh, a couple guys that can play. Like Connor Sherry's not a bad player. Uh, you know, the term. Uh, uh, Josh Archibald. You know, Luke Glendening. Like these are guys, and the the fact that the Tampa has their they have their they have their studs, right? Like fucking Kutra, Point Stamkos, Hadman, Vasilevsky. Those guys aren't going anywhere any fucking time soon. Same with uh, who's that fucking wicked Russian I love on the back end, Mikhail Sergachev. Like these guys are locked in; they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So it's it's about what it's always been for Tampa. It's been like a plug and play. They've been losing a lot of players that have played themselves out of that team just because they've been you know deeming too much money. You look at the the Andre Palats and such, and obviously you know. Good thing they didn't play Alice Kalor, and we talked about that a little bit here. But with Tampa Bay, it's a plug-and-play around those studs that we talked about, and you know that, that that's going to be the mission. And either way, John Cooper is probably going to get these guys buzzing. And I know a lot of people have been talking down on this Tampa team. I still think they're a playoff team, bro. And I think they're coming back with a fucking bone to pick. Look at when the look at what happened to the Chiefs two years ago when they got fucking crushed out of the playoffs. They came back all year just with a fucking bone to pick. And I think we're going to see a similar thing with Tampa this year. So don't sleep on the Lightning. I know a lot of people are starting to rule them out, but don't sleep on the lightning baby i absolutely love the uh connor sherry signing there th- th- three years is fine two million absolutely fantastic i know he's he's older now 31 but he was great with the penguins he was good with the sabers decent with the capitals you know he's kind of but he he's like this he's like the hagel Janot type he's just older and they didn't have to trade for him they spent two million per season which is fine which which is great for him to play he could be you know a, a color replacement a little bit in the top six there so yeah they still have obviously kucherov stamkos point sorelli hedman uh vasilevsky so they're always going to be in contention uh plus 450 for the division probably not long enough i think they'll you know not going to be able to contend season long with these guys but and yeah, they're sixteen to one to win the cup too. So that's probably where they should be. I'd probably wait on them as a maybe a buy them in season. Nothing much more to add. Key question here is Tanner Janot. He's going to RFA. Hopefully, uh, they get him in at a decent number, given the way that they, uh, you know, they 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 sold the farm to give to is bring that, him is, to Tampa. Is it safe to say that was a terrible fucking trade? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even if they, even if they get run. a cheap deal here, it's yeah. still. I mean, what was it? Yeah, I don't like remember what the trade was. Second and a third or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it was more about what they lost. Obviously, Killorn. They lost the big rig, and um, there was a third player they lost too. It was a uh, Corey Perry. Corey Perry, right? Uh, good old Blackhawks. Um, yeah. So uh, Lightning will be competitive in contenders again. Um, nothing nothing really changed about the core they're they're shedding a few guys uh guys have been around for a while with them but still um the core's there they'll be fine plug and plan like talent said all right moving on to our final all right tampa plus 450 to win the division what do we think nah they're a playoff team but yeah look for look for me in, in season for conference or cup you know, anything can happen with Vassy, but plus 450, I definitely don't love it. I wish it would be more. Um, okay, moving down. Last team on the list on the Atlantic here. Uh, Stanley Cup finalist for this season. We got the Florida Panthers. Uh, they were pretty fucking active, man. You know, a lot of that plug and play that we just talked about Tampa, kind of similar here. Uh, they were able to bring in uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. Obviously, he was bought out by... Uh, Brought out by the Canucks, they brought him in on a one-year, $2.25 million contract. Uh, Kevin Stanland on the centerman for one year, $1 million. Uh, defenseman Mike Riley for a one-year, $1 million contract. Dmitry Kulikov on the D-line 
for a one-year, $1 million contract. They brought in Nico Mikola for a three-year, I think it's about like $2.25 million uh, deal. Uh, they brought in goaltender Anthony Stollers for one year, $1.1 million. Uh, they brought in Evan Rodriguez on a four-year, $3 million AAV. Uh, they also brought in Rasmus Asplund on their center for one year, $7,500,000 here. Uh a lot of guys there. Uh, we saw a lot of it, you know, a lot of short contracts, and this is, you know, another another team that's no exception to that here. But there are some players there, man. I, I personally, I love Oliver Oliver Ekman Larson at one year, two point two five million dollars. I know the narrative of him being paid what he was being paid in Vancouver, which actually was signed by Arizona, so that's worth noting too. Um, but uh, I think he's definitely not as bad as people are making this AI out to be. Like he is still an NHL player. I know he's fucking old, but one year at two point two five million for uh, OEL is definitely not bad. Uh, Mike Riley is pretty serviceable. The Bruins, Kulikov, uh, they got some guys, man. So I don't, I don't know. Evan Rodriguez. I don't know how I feel about that, but hey, I don't know. What do you guys think about Florida? Yeah, I don't mind Florida's moves overall. I don't like them to win the division at 5-1. to one. They're, they're not going to win the division. They might make some moves in the playoffs. Uh, Erod, I kind of like that. $3 million is is enough for him. Four years, maybe a year too long, but that's what you got to do in today's uh, NHL. I also do like the OEL contract there. I think that's a good signing for them, a good uh, power play specialist. Probably power play two, could move up to power play one, depending on Panthers injuries there, so watch out for him in fantasy hockey if you're uh, into that. Anthony Stolar, Stoli the goalie there, going from the uh, Flyers to the Ducks to the Panthers. Uh, I like the signing there. So, yeah, I think the Panthers pretty much, I don't think they lost anyone huge and were able to kind of, you know, support where they're going to have some injuries from from this long playoff run. So look at them season-long, playoff-long, but but not for the division. Oh, we all is cooked. Uh, I'm not sure uh, he's got yeah. much value left to give, especially not at 2.25. Uh, he just has no legs left. He's so fucking slow, and you can't be slow in this league, uh, especially not when um, yeah, when you're, you're in such a tough division with such fast players. Um yeah, I don't have too much to add either. It's Evan Rodriguez was a fine standard for the Avalanche. Always gave 100%. Um, not a lot of offensive quality, but he, he's always uh, he's always shooting, always trying hard. So you love to see that. Love to see him get paid too. Nice four-year contract. Um, if I remember correctly, he's only had like a bunch of short-term deals. So this is probably his biggest one. Um, good to see that. And yeah, I don't have much else to add here. Not a, not a super high on the, on the Panthers. They'll also be... Uh, missing at least um, Kachuk for the beginning of the year, maybe Ekblad too. So yeah, they'll be banged up to start the year, and that's uh, never a good thing. All right. Uh, finally, I, I think you guys already said already, but Florida plus 500 for the division. I think we're all leaning away from that. Mm, yeah. No. No, thank you. Okay. All right, guys, that was our uh, that was our free agent update for the Atlantic Division. We talked about it. we're going to go through each division over the next couple of episodes and just kind of kind of talk about what we're thinking about the signings and all that. You heard it here, so it's pretty cool. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here, boys? No. Nope. All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Actually, more than we thought there was. Shout out to all the tennis guys in there doing all the tennis stuff. Jolie, just a fucking tennis god over here, just fucking just loving looking at balls all day. That's when cool. one ends next weekend or this weekend? Next weekend. Next weekend. All right. Okay, hell yeah. Well, there's also baseball going on. You know, Ryan loves his baseball, too. He loves looking at balls as well. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, basketball free agent stuff to happen. So I'm sure a lot of people are stoked about that. Most of the people that do, they probably love looking at balls as well. Uh, And then for myself, you know, I love looking at golf balls. And, you know, let's fucking go Cameron Young, baby. So still tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, you can find all that information on the SGPN website. Uh, be sure to check out the articles, dude. The articles kick ass. Uh, tons of stuff coming up. Be sure to listen to the other shows as well. Check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys are absolutely always killing it. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Good to see some good discussions going along in the Discord. Uh, good to see everybody's having a good time, even though it's the offseason. We're still getting some pretty good numbers. Uh, if all you fucking losers would stop talking about baseball, that'd be pretty fucking cool as well. Hi, here, hey, here. Hey, 
it is what it is so what can you do uh there is a channel for that though i would just like to just like to remind you guys um uh, so yeah shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord discord's always popping up if you want to get in the discord reach out to myself or ryan on twitter i should have pointed in the right direction you can also reach out to the htp twitter accounts or uh i don't fucking know you can't joel can't help you so fucking don't even ask i'm just gonna leave the hockey channel and just only talk on the mlb channel and we'll we'll, we'll leave the hockey channel alone and love for you guys all right You'll, you guys will love that go ahead we'll make that trade yeah <laughs> fuck yeah I, I i love you i love you too guys <laughs> what are we doing plug some shit what do we got where can they find us where are we downloading oh, what are we doing the discord if you're still listening to this and you haven't left a five-star review you're just a complete coward uh so go leave a five-star review <laughs> and a rating on apple podcasts as well as Spotify, and tell us how much you love us on our uh, our Twitter account if you still have a, a rate limit that's not exceeded yet. Mm-hmm. And you can check us out on Threads. No, you can't. <laughs> We're not getting the fucking Threads. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right, all right. That's where Are you can find Joel. I think Joel probably has a Threads. If you ask Joel on Threads, you can probably find him, and then he'll point you on how to get through this. How, I have no idea what the fuck that is. You want a man that's TikTok? I do. I do not have TikTok. I'm sorry. I'm not a 12 year old girl. So, <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. What am I saying? I'm Tal Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Tal underscore Jenkins 94. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert SOP. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me going to a black metal festival on Saturday, yeah. the eighth. Um, but something funny here. They they sent up this itinerary like the uh, the 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 set times and at the end of it it said don't drink and drive use a condom and pray death of god i mean <laughs> what kind of satanists uh you know they don't drink and drive use a condom recommending safe sex uh that doesn't make any sense to me but whatever it'll be a fun time you know what you are, are you gonna cut yourself <sighs> i'm too old for that man what are you talking about i'm not, I'm <laughs> I don't not like know. a 17 year old norwegian girl with yeah. uh, dyed black hair we don't know that Fuck, dude! Be. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm just saying, like it's a, it's a thing. Is it not a? Like, I've, I've, did you ever see that until the until the light takes us documentary? Oh yeah, that's a great doc. That's fucking sweet, eh? Oh yeah. Hell yeah! Hell, you know but what? That, that, I, that one guy. That's what you're thinking of. Uh, I can't remember who that was, but that guy loved to cut himself. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Just <laughs> loved it. Um, you know it's pretty cool. I forget what it was. I think it was fucking. I don't even know. Anyways, but they used to just bury their fucking clothes in the ground for like a week that they were going to play in, like their stage clothes, so that it smelt like death. Uh-huh. You should do that. You should what? figure out where you're going to wear to the show, and you should just bury it underground for a week. And then when you take it out, it's all covered in dirt and smells like death, and you should just wear that. I like I like it, and I won't use a condom, and I will drink and drive. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait. Don't drink and drive. Don't, <laughs> you're not going to know that. Do you bury your clothes and wear it going to the shows, though. That's pretty cool. No condom. All right. Peace.